once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me is my co-host Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. You can find Matt on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. You can find links to all of our social sites and where you can find us where podcasts are available at HorizonRoundtable.com slash subscribe. Become a patron, Patreon.com slash HorizonRoundtable. Best dollar you've ever spent. You get the you do that. You get the games previews uh, early. Do it. HorizonRoundtable.com, Patreon.com slash HorizonRoundtable. Matt. Green Bay is still in first place. They are. They're, they, they, and and they're more to real. the point. And more to the point. It seems like once – I think we might have referenced this before, but it's pretty clear now that Wisconsin, that Wisconsin road trip is the toughest road trip on the schedule anymore now. Again, it, I should say again because it used to be a long time ago. And then it went away. And now it's back. It hasn't been because it, it seems to me because there were times in the last eight years, I want to say, when one part of the road trip was super tough and one wasn't so much so. And it's flip flopped over the year. But now both of them are. Well, and up until this Saturday, it had been extra hard and nobody had won in Wisconsin while visiting within the league. Exactly. And it's a good thing that Oakland broke the curse. They did. And it it took them a couple overtimes and a little bit extra work, but they they got there eventually. It took uh, Jack Golke showing up for his hometown crowd there. I think he was, I think it was like 20 minutes is where he grew up from Milwaukee, essentially, like right outside of. So he he had a big contingency, you know, to see him play a Div 1 game there and. He uh, it was he was started a little cold. Jack Golke's been cold for a while for Oakland, a little rough, and uh, he showed up, and that's what he it did. took for Oakland to finally break this Milwaukee curse on the Horizon League this year. It took a couple extra frames, but it worked. Not Milwaukee, sorry, not Milwaukee curse, Wisconsin curse. Wisconsin, it's been yeah, it's, with, it's all Wisconsin. Wisconsin now. It yeah. is all Wisconsin because you go up to Green Bay, you go up to the Rush Center. And it is a it's a grind. It is now a grind again. Sonny has made it that way now again. It's it warms my heart that that's the case. I mean, it it does. I don't. It's weird, but I gotta say it's it's great. I think it's great. We keep coming I back mean, to it. We'll continue to come back to it. When we talked to Son- when you and I talked to Sonny this summer in the off season, yes. we both left going, "Holy sh- holy shit, this guy, this guy, yes. like." But but no one expected them to turn it around the way they have. No. A turnaround, not. yes. Like this? No way. Absolutely not. No way. And and doing it against already against team. I mean, the that that game at that Green Bay that Oakland Green Bay game at the arena, that was tough. That was you can you you know, I, I think we can objectively agree that game was tough. Oh, absolutely. And and it they, took they, Oakland they everything to beat them then. Yeah. Well, and, and here's so the thing. Was... I... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I was just going to say, like, there was a lot of whining, in my opinion. This is Matt, Matt speaking. My opinion. There's a lot of whining from Green Bay fans after the Oakland game about officiating, about this or that. But at the end of the day, Oakland beat them. Well, you know what? I have to say, I didn't see much Oakland whining. Green Bay played a better basketball game and beat Oakland. 
great. That yeah. means we have two teams capable of winning, and let's get them on a neutral floor. Indeed. Indeed we do. And um, not only not only that, but you I, I know I alluded to this last episode when we had Jordan Burnfield on. I I personally I personally need Sonny and Campy in Indianapolis this year. So I need it. Yes, I need but, this. But I need Campy to, to 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 up his coat game if they're gonna do it. Um I, I'm sorry, what game? His coat game? Because Sonny's oh, yes. been Sonny's been rocking that great, great coat. I'd like to see Campy match him with that. Uh, he's got a couple of them in there because he ro- he was rocking. The, I think he was rocking the pink on today because we're recording yeah. on Sunday. I think he's rocking the pink. It's so, yeah, son, he's got a few son, of them. He's got the drip, you know. I think that's what the yeah. kids say. In, in, yeah, that, that, uh, memory serves. Yes, that is my that is my understanding. Yes, um, but yeah, that. So I absolutely. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I I, I don't think I've ever seen Greg Campy in a. In a in a suit jacket before, um, I mean it's maybe happened. he has been. I mean I'm sure it has, but I just can't. I don't know. Um, it's just not it, really who he is, you know. It really isn't, and that's okay. We're all our own people, but yeah. But I I still need both of them. I I I I don't want both of them to make it to Indianapolis for the sem uh, for the uh for the semifinals and the finals. I need need them to be there. I need yeah, them to be that's, there. That's fair. Absolutely. Um but yeah so, so but yeah Oakland Oakland did the, the the rare thing they split the series. Um they stayed within a half a game uh, winning that they stayed within a half a game of uh Green Bay because before then Oakland was up a game and up a half a game. Now they're still behind a half a game. Eventually, I guess that's all going to plan itself out because there's like, you know, everybody's on a different schedule now. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, eventually we will have the same number of games played. We This half game stuff is kind of weird, but that's just where we're at right now, you know? But once again, I don't know. But once again, I with it, there are within two games in the loss column, eight teams. There are eight teams. Um, one other thing I should point out, though, uh, Milwaukee might have some problems down the road because Darius Duffy, he's out for the year, uh, broken ring finger, I want to say. Yeah, that's going to uh, Yeah, I think I, I, I think because Wade Larravee had mentioned it on the broadcast. He didn't. I don't think he. Had, I can't remember he had mentioned it. David Go uh, from the UWM Post. Shout out to him for uh, letting us know it was a finger fracture. So he's out for the season. So, um, but yeah, so that's what's happening with them, and they're kind of thin up front anyway. So that's not going to help matters. No, but you know what? Having watched you know a lot of that Oakland Milwaukee game, Milwaukee still is a very good team, and oh, yeah. they they have talent, and that's that's the one thing. And it's a matter. I, I almost feel like Bart Lundy's trying to do some of the. I, <clears throat> almost that NBA coach ego management. It's not even trying to coach the the game, which is probably something he's better at it's it's ego management it's getting bj freeman and and kendrell polian to to work together on the floor yeah. at the, you know and that's a lot and it is i think, I think that's some it of what is. milwaukee's lacking right now is just that team chemistry because mm-hmm. the talent's there yeah i mean it it, it, it uh, as we know you know managing the rosters is kind of like hurting cats from time to time and you know, it, it's it hasn't been 
totally fatal for Milwaukee. They're they're still in the hunt as seven other teams obviously are, um, but they have some work to do. They really do. There's very few that aren't in the hunt, but we'll get to that. Yeah, well, I mean, we might as well rip the Band-Aid, and, I mean, because this week is going to be big. <laughs> big in not a good way. Bob, I'm going to let you handle this because you, you're, you're, you're a resident historian, especially when we're talking about histor- the history of Cleveland State. All right, not so, in a, not um, in a good way. Well, I'm gonna, so I'm going to say this right now. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole story. Um, you can, because I wrote a story about this on, on HorizonRoundTable.com. I actually published it, uh, posted it um, about Detroit Mercy's kind of revun- run towards reverse history. But I they're will always say this. Per, they're always pursuing history over there at Detroit Mercy. Yeah, good, bad, or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, long story short, the the Horizon League record for most losses in a row is 23, uh, set by Cleveland State in 2003-2004. Matt, I was there for the first game, first loss in that 23 game losing streak. Dear God, it was terrible. Cleveland, it was 2000. It was a it was 2003. Um, the roads were a mess, so we didn't even. Uh, so a friend of mine went and I went down to Kent State. Uh, only one of the only roadies I ever made, by the way. Um, Cleveland State was already down by then. They lost by 50, and then they didn't win ever since. <laughs> 23 gay straight games, and this is a Cleveland State team at that point in time that almost beat North Carolina. So yeah, that was fun. Um, this is somehow worse. And what doesn't make any sense to me is they don't, you see that they potentially, potentially, they should be a lot more competitive or something than they actually are. Because if you look at both the Green Bay game and the Milwaukee game, both of those games, there were points where they were with they were either winning or within striking distance, and then all of that went away, and they messed the bed, and that was the end of it. They lose by double digits. They're often in the is, game in the first half. Often. Yeah. I mean, in the in that Milwaukee game, they were I believe they were in it in the second half too. So yeah. It's a lack of so depth, that, and and oh by the way, and I and. I went and threw it in the story. I had to make account of this. They only have at the moment, they it seems to me they only have eight scholarship players. Alex Chiku, we will never see. I'm just saying it right now. We are never going no, to see that guy. I don't think we've he's talked about it a million times, and it's very clear. We're not going to see him. Not this season, probably not next season, maybe never. I mean, he's Alex Chiku. I mean, I might as well go into my freaking bathroom right now. And just say Candyman five times because I'm more than likely to see Candyman than I am Alex Chiku. I'll end it will end even worse for me. Can we try, can we try that? But like on video, uh, let's not do that. Um, right. So Chiku has been gone. Um, Ryan Hurst out for the season. Trenton Johnson, I believe, is a walk on. They get, I didn't realize he was just a walk on, but obviously he's out for the season. Uh, Odin, Yank, Odin, I don't get to you do this, say this anymore. Odin, don't call me Weird Al Yankovic. He's yeah, gone. He pieced out. He, he pieced out. He's, he had enough. And you know what? We've talked about this. We're not going to continue to rehash it. I can't blame him or any other player that would leave that team right now. Because if you go and listen to the way that Mike Davis Jr., assistant coach, 
that's Mike Davis's son, speaks about these players during those halftime interviews with Dan Hasty or or uh, Jeremy Otto, depending if it's on TV or radio. He, what a toxic environment. I, I don't, I, don't right. I mean, I get it. I mean, we all pretty much say the same thing about these guys, but we don't coach them. <laughs> but that's not my job. Exactly. I'm no, just a stupid we, person here I mean, with a microphone. I mean, if you listen to us, I mean, we, we I mean, I mean, not us, but others. I, I don't really, I can see the problem, but I'm not the, I mean, I, I it's funny because I keep hearing about this whole thing about conditioning. You know, when that ha- conditioning happens, ladies and gentlemen, when does that happen, Matt? When is that usually happening? Oh, uh, in the off season. Off season. In the off season, and it's a little hard to do when you're bringing guys in in September, which is exactly what they did with well, I think uh, Delcadia and actually and a couple of other people and you know Tyree Davis, who apparently was also on their shit list somewhere. And I, I mean, can't Detroit, remember who Detroit else. Detroit Mercy's roster has just been a bunch of moving pieces since the offseason. Yeah. And that's that's still continuing, though. Like, that, like how does your roster not be settled at this point? Oh, yeah. And apparently season? Donovan Totley is not there anymore. I don't know if he got kicked off the team or quit or whatever, but he ain't there anymore. That's why they only have four – they only have eight players. We're seeing Tobin Schwanicky. Tobin Schwanicky is getting playing time now. He got six minutes in that Milwaukee game, and I'm, like, sitting there saying – Really? We're there now? Oaks, Oaks left prep school to, to join Detroit Mercy halfway through the season, played like two or three games, enough to probably not be qualified for a red shirt, then has disappeared for a while. Now he's getting a couple – like, what like, what is your plan with this dude? Like, what, what are we doing? I mean, the guy's a warm body. I mean, I don't see what he's learning from this, but apparently lose, something, lose I gracefully? guess. Gracefully? Where's the graceful part? I don't know, but yeah, I mean, but with 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 Oak, but with Green Bay and Milwaukee, they they just don't have enough. They don't. I mean, I even the even on the walk-ons part of like, okay, yeah, because obviously um, Jamel Pink is, if I'm not mistaken, is walk-on. He apparently he got hurt too, so he wasn't in there either. It's it's, I don't know. So well, so we are now at a point. We're not at a point where they can set the record. They could tie the record, ironically enough, against Cleveland State, and then they could break the record in the return matchup with Robert Morris. <laughs> oh, my God. Robert so, Morris is one of those teams that we just never really trust, though. This is what I don't – yeah, this is what I don't understand about Robert Morris. And you, I saw it when Robert Morris – they only played – Robert Morris only played one game this week, and they played against Cleveland State. And more to the point – they were doing very, very well against Cleveland State. I think they were up by like nine or ten at the Wolstein set for Cleveland State. I was sitting there thinking, dear God, the wheels are coming off of this Cleveland State team. I don't know how the hell this happened. And then Tristan and Aruna puts it in another gear and they win. He does that a lot. He did that. Uh... Thank God, because if he didn't, I'd be like sitting here pulling my hair out, man. Yeah, he's good for it, you know. Thank God. 28 points? Yeah, absolutely. He did the same thing against Wright State, but that didn't, oh my God, that didn't happen. And Wright State, another team that you don't know what's going on with them. I mean, Wright State cannot play defense. That's pretty clear. Um, It was pretty clear against Cleveland State, even though they did win. Um, And it was actually clear against IUPUI because they let them back in the game. 
you know what I was I was thinking about right today actually just uh yesterday two days ago, I don't know some point and this is the problem with doing this podcast is occasionally things like Wright State basketball popped in my head in my real life and I Amazing thought to myself how that works, isn't it? oh I thought to myself remember when Tanner Holden joining Wright State was a really big deal and he was picked as the preseason player of the year I I feel like we haven't even said Tanner Holden's name who picked in, Tanner like, Holden as the player of the year? I, I thought he was, or was he, was he first? He, he was on a bunch of team, people's first team. Like, Tanner Holden coming back was a big deal. Yeah. It was. But I it, feel like Tanner who? Like, we haven't even heard from him. And, and I hate saying this out loud because now usually what happens is you say it on the podcast and they go out and, you know, he's going to drop like 1,004 points in two games. But... Will he, though? I mean... I don't know. I mean, it's possible with the right state offense, but they're still going to lose it is, both of those but then games. Again, yeah, they'll score 100, and the other team is going to score 101. And right. It's like, an, it's, like, it's like the ABA with those guys. I don't it's know. It's great I mean, for us, but I mean... Right, right state has been probably the most consistent team in the Horizon League. I just don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Oh, man, they're on national TV, too. That's going to be a track meet. Them in Youngstown State, ooh, that's gonna be a track meet. You know, um, I'm glad you you glad you brought up Youngstown State. That is a team I am a really big fan of. I oh, yeah. I believe in Youngstown State. I do. And as the Oakland person, I'm really glad that well, one of our Oakland people, shout out Griffin. Um, I'm really glad that Oakland has that tiebreaker because I really do believe that's gonna come down to yes, something. It it's going to matter. You are, you are absolutely correct. It will. That it is going will. to matter. But it like it's gonna matter. Youngstown State is just a really good basketball team with a really, yes. really good coach. And Absolutely. let's also remind ourselves, appreciate Jared Calhoun all you can, because he's not going to be here much longer in this league. Oh, man. I mean, this was – and let me tell you who's appreciating uh, Jared Calhoun right now. It's the city of Youngstown, man. I mean, I think for – I think the attendance – I think he announced attendance for uh, – the this this Sunday's game against Northern Kentucky was six thousand and one. And if you is, looked, if you saw any of the pictures coming out of Beagley Center today, it looked like it, I don't know if it was exactly six thousand, but it was pretty damn close. I'm not even they kidding. That, that, is, that, place. that is 60 games worth of attendance for Detroit Mercy. Yeah, it is. It's like an entire, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that is amazing, especially when both, I mean, we, when we know, we know where Youngstown State was before Jelly or Jared Calhoun. We know where they were. Yeah. I mean, it was basically like, you know, football's little redheaded stepsister. And, and, and now. It might be again. It might be again, but. I mean, it might be. I don't know. Who's to say? Although I do say, yeah, there there might be some. There, oh, I just saw that. But that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day, and it doesn't matter. But man, and they play, and and they play for that crowd. Oh my God, do they play for that crowd? Because what in what on earth did they do to Northern Kentucky? It's like anytime Northern Kentucky goes up to Youngstown State, it is it is a bloodbath. It is an absolute bloodbath. They lost by 30. Man, this Northern Kentucky team. Laughing, laughing the whole time. 
the Emmanuel Zorg fall, and he got a lot of playing time because Gabe Dines is still out. I guess he's day to day. My understanding, yeah, it sounds like he's still uh, per Jared Calhoun. He's still, he's kind of day, he's day to day. He's not going to be. He we may see him against Wright State, but I don't know if it matters. I think I mentioned it last week. I don't know if it matters because I think it you, does matter because he's seven foot three. But yes, but I hear and you. Emmanuel Zorgval is seven foot, and he didn't right. seem to have a problem either because he because he played against it. He he got playing time against IUPUI, and yes, I know it's IUPUI, but he he got five blocks against IUPUI, and this game against Northern they basically they shut them down. It was not even close. They put it in another gear in the second half, and they made everybody, they made all of their stars just, Marcos Ward disappeared. They held him. They didn't even, they only let him shoot the ball nine times, and he only got eight points. I mean, they made him look, they made him disappear. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Zorg, yeah. Unfortunately, Zorgval only got two blocks. I know he's really, but he got 23 minutes. He got, yeah, he was... He was there, man. He was all over the place. He he actually got less blocks than Ziggy Reed or your favorite guy, DJ Burns. Tigger. I'm, man. It's never going to catch on, but Bibbidi man. Bobbidi boo. I don't know. But yeah, that, that dude is, oh my God, that guy is, yeah, DJ Burns is hilarious. He's pure. Oh my God. It's amazing. I mean, that guy is like. does not stop from tip to, from tip to close. And they need a guy like that. They absolutely need a guy like that. Because if they didn't have a guy like that, this would be absolutely. Well, I mean, it would be cool, but it just wouldn't be the same, you know. You know, we. I. I mean, Young South State's got to have a swagger guy. Last year, last couple of years, it was Dwayne Cole Hill. This year, it's you know DJ Burns. Hey, cool, works for me. But yeah, they won by. I'm I'm still blown away that Cleveland that uh, Youngstown State beat up on Northern Kentucky worse than they beat up on Cleveland State. So, okay. <laughs> here we are. Like, what, here, what, what here, say? here we are. And and Youngstown State is a half is also a half a game. Uh, has has a half a game on Green Bay. And by the way, I if I'm not mistaken, Youngstown State and Green Bay have not even played yet. In fact, no, they have not. That seems Next time, weird. You're not going to see them for another week. And a, a, yeah. Um, yeah, they they have not played yet. Uh, so you're going to see it's I, the weird schedule. I mean, I guess the scheduling works for a bunch of people, but clearly not us, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it works for me. I don't care. It's, but, it's fine. It's just weird to have like teams that, you know, Oakland and Youngstown have completed their series. But yeah. Youngstown hasn't even played, you know, like. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, but yes. Uh, yeah, Youngstown State plays Green Bay on on February 10th, and then they go to the they do their Wisconsin trip on the 23rd and the 25th of February. So they've got all they've got all that in front of them, and that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a real pit. That's gonna obviously be a pivotal game. It really is. Absolutely, and, I mean, that, and, but it's 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 gonna be must see TV. Let me tell you. I mean, um, end great. of the day, Bob, we're starting to get minor clarity. It's like the bog is starting to clear just a little. It's still a bog. It's still yeah. a swamp, uh-huh. but there's sure we're a little clarity. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing is, and this is important, 
I, and I, I, I'm going to say this right now. The not, there are nine teams in the Horizon League capable of being any of the other nine teams at any given moment. That is the case. Even I will even put Robert Morris in there as a team that could potentially beat one of these other teams. Because they already did. They already beat Purdue-Fort Wayne. And they came very close to beating up on uh, they came very close to beating up on uh, Cleveland beating Cleveland State. So yeah, they got so uh, yes, I am putting I am putting Robert Morris in that group. <laughs> just cause Robert Morris is just one of those teams where I don't trust. Like I don't know. I know we they don't have, trust they them. Have, they we definitely moments. don't. Like we definitely don't trust them. Game. We definitely don't trust them next Saturday at Callahan Hall. I don't. I barely trust Cleveland State at Callahan Hall. <laughs> if this were any other year, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is a trap game. This is very dangerous. But I don't know who's going to be on Detroit Mercy's team on Thursday. I just they might don't. with six players. You just don't know. And Stone will be one of them. I mean, but I, like... well, no, they, they, will, they, I, I, they will show up with some players. Uh, they'll show up with, uh, you know, whatever – Scholarship players they have, and then a couple of the walk-ons will be in, and we'll, and maybe we'll see some of Tobin Schwanicky. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, and Jamail Pink maybe not hurt anymore. I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah. But they once again, it's funny because with Cleveland, the first game with Cleveland State, they didn't have any depth in the front court. Guess what? No depth in the front court. <laughs> again, it's like. Uh, and the problem is the other problem that Detroit Mercy has is Emmanuel Quach. We don't know what's going. I mean, he, he, that injury he has is lingering, so it's limiting him. So I have absolutely no idea if he's going to play a whole the whole game, which is really bad considering he popped off for twenty seven against Milwaukee, and then and then we never saw him again because again, you know, he was hampered. So we should I don't know. we should also I just want to put this out out there in the, the podcast discuss the. Uh... The Delcadia last-minute scratch that didn't seem to sit very well with the Detroit Mercy uh, coaching staff. Uh, yeah, that seems like a thing. Yeah, you know what? It seems to me, and I don't know. I, I, I you know, Detroit Mercy be, fans, be feel free to chime in on this one. It just seems to me. It just seems to me that there is just. A butting of heads between that coaching, the Troy Mercy coaching staff, and Eduardo Delcadia, and they're kind of they they tried to kind of you know rein that in by sitting him on the bench. But guess what? If you sit him on the bench, who are you replacing with exactly? Just Tyree nobody. Davis, who's like a who's a foul machine. Michael Oaks, who just get you know who's really what he's. He's like what three games in? I don't know how many games he's played so far, but he's the guy you just picked off a high, uh, prep school, you know. The six five Olajuwon. Yeah, six five. Did did anybody mention? By the way, he's Hakeem's son. Seems to be the best thing he's got going for him. Clearly, but yeah, all of that, and somehow I don't. But and and yet somehow. I'm a little concerned that either Cleveland State or Robert Morris is going to – but I get, but I did mention this in my article too. There's, there's going to be some extra motivation for all the rest of these teams at the end of the season for two reasons. One, 
if you lose to Detroit Mercy, your net and Ken Palm are going to just take a giant dump, and you don't want that. And the second thing, and the most important thing is, do you want to be the team that loses to Detroit Mercy this year? Do you want to be that team? I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm all set on that. Yeah. No, I don't. Th- that's that's some extra motivation right there. If you do not want to be the team that loses to Robert Morris. I mean, not Robert Morris. You don't want to be the team that loses to Detroit Mercy. Uh, four teams have already lost to Robert Morris, and I suspect that there will be more too. By the way, it's funny you, uh, su- you mentioned uh, Ken Palm. Can we can we have a qu- yeah. Ken Palm discussion on on this day? Absolutely, we can do that. So for leading the horizon in Ken Palm at 120, and I'll I'll I usually drop these on a Monday when I have a moment. I'll probably do the same. Youngstown State. Okay, great. That, that's fine because we've we've agreed that Youngstown, Oakland, and Green Bay are pretty much neck and neck right now. I think, and they are. Uh, in the, what you know? What's funny, by the way, as of right now, and I know it's good, it's probably going to change, but uh, because as of the games before the Northern Kentucky game, Youngstown State's net was also 120. I'm sure it's going to go up again. I'm, you know, the way they just beat down Northern Kentucky, it's probably going to go up. But yeah, that's that's the first time I've seen Ken, their Ken, a Ken Palm and a net ranking be pretty much exactly the same. And yes, Youngstown State is 120. And then, and then okay, so Oakland's in second for the horizon, second being a relative term, but is the second ranked team in Ken Palm, 30 yeah. spots lower at 150. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense because, again, we've said Youngstown and Oakland and Green Bay are pretty pretty much neck and neck. Okay. Yes. Third is Wright State, who's two spots behind Oakland. That seems weird. Absolutely defies explanation every time I see that. Right behind them is Purdue-Fort Wayne at 170. What? Makes a little more sense, except for the, fa- it, except for the fact that they lost IUPUI, which is at still 361. Okay, Okay. then we're, then we're still looking for Green Bay. Okay, next is Northern Kentucky at 197. <laughs> Cleveland State. Oh, there's Green, Green Bay is like the sixth ranked Ken Palm team at 204. Yeah. Just yes, seems, they are. Just seems weird. It does. Ken Palm is weird. It is. And that's it is what it is. But like, just I, I find that fascinating. I find. Well, again, you got I mean, I'm still trying to still wrap my head around how on earth I'm still trying to wrap my head around how. How winless Detroit Mercy still has a higher Ken Palm ranking than IUPUI. Still can't understand that. Just not, it, it does not register with me at all. I don't get yeah. it. I just don't get it. So anyway, that's how that all shakes out, I suppose. Um, but I will say this. And yeah, I mean, I, I can't make anything. I don't know what to make of IUPUI. I mean, it's they they get whooped on and they get close and then they, you know, for some reason upset Purdue Fort Wayne. Nothing makes sense in this league. But does it ever? Does it ever make sense in this league? Ever? Just no. doesn't seem like it. Um, I will say, but as I mentioned earlier, uh, if I'm a right state, I'm really, 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 I, I'm continually concerned, continuously concerned about that that defense. I mean, that is not great. Um, incidentally, if I'm Cleveland State, I'm worried about the free throws still. I'm glad Griffin Beers mentioned this because he tweeted this out uh, earlier today. 
I'm glad he brought this. It brought the, It's an old saying. It brought this up. And I think I didn't Campy say it or something. Two things that don't last on in this world. This is an dogs a long time camp long time campyism. Dogs that chase cars and teams that don't make their free throws. Looking at you, Cleveland State. Uh, yes, Cleveland State makes their free throws. That that right state game isn't going in overtime. It just isn't. And then out they they don't have to be subjected to Alex Hubris having a career game. We used to always say in my my glorious days of pet band taunting, come on, those are free. Like they are. You got you got to make them. And the teams that are making free throws are winning games. It's that simple. Yeah. I don't know what Cleveland State needs to do to fix that. I just don't. It is Cleveland insane. Sta- Cleveland State just seems to kind of be a team that when they're, they're streaky, when they're, when they're shooting well, they play well. Yeah. And then they just have other games where you just kind of tilt your head like a dog, like what what are we even doing right now? <laughs> like what what is happening? And that's just and by the way, that's just what Drew Louder does. I don't get that at all. I mean, Drew Louder has it if you look at his stats it's a roller coaster up and down and up and down and up and down it's insane i don't get it and they need that they absolutely need that and yeah they needed it against robert morris thank god you know jason woodridge stepped up um but yeah I guess if you hang your head on defense, I guess that you hope that you, that you, you can hang on that long enough and it'll you know come through for you. And it, by the way, it has against Purdue Fort Wayne. And mm-hmm. It definitely did against Robert Morris. Didn't against Wright State. But yeah, Wright State scores in bunches. So how do you avoid that? I mean, other than you know, hope and pray that Alex Hubris doesn't go off on you. But again, don't put yourself in that situation. To, that that's no. also important. No, absolutely, definitely, do not put yourself in that situation. Yeah, Northern Kentucky did not have a good week. No, yeah, I, I didn't realize I, they. Yeah, I mean, the Purdue Fort Wayne got off the Schneid finally. They needed that win against Northern Kentucky, and they went into Northern Kentucky and did that. So that's what makes that even more impressive. So. They're off the schneid. Five-game losing streak has been snapped. And now they get to sit around and wait for the next game, which we believe will, for them, will be Milwaukee in a uh, three-game homestand that includes Milwaukee, Youngstown State, and Cleveland State. It doesn't get any easier for Purdue Fort Wayne. <laughs> no, and I mean, well, I, I, Fort Wayne's just that weird, that weird like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of some of these teams even still. And I, I watch way too much of these games and like Milwaukee, Purdue, Fort Wayne. I, I don't even know what to like trying to preview it. Like what to expect? Like, what is that game going to look like? I don't well, that know. That is a good question. Um, I don't yeah, know what to expect. Well, I will tell you, you know what? Purdue, Fort Wayne and Milwaukee. I know exactly what to expect. A lot of people shooting a lot of three pointers. <laughs> Period. Yeah. There's not there's gonna be there's not gonna be a whole lot of inside game in that one. <laughs> Just putting Which it out. Which is weird there. to me because I, I I know that Duffy's out, but I I think Milwaukee's strength is is to play inside out and just yeah. And, but they don't. So what do I know? I'm dumb. Yeah, like, that, that's what doesn't make any sense to me because you know 
And maybe we see kind of a good uh, because they got phase on fields and they still got Langston Wilson. Um, and I think those, those guys kind of match up pretty good against they're going to match up pretty good against uh, Purdue Fort Wayne, um, you know, with Eric Mulder and Anthony Roberts. I think they're going to do pretty well on that front. So, yeah, maybe maybe that inside out game does work for them. It's weird that the inside out game works pretty well for Purdue Fort Wayne that. Eric Mulder has came through has 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 had pretty a pretty decent season and a half since he's been there. Um, I feel like he so belongs that, on Wright State, like historically. You, you feel like it too, yeah? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, seem like, like it? He, he's he should come out of the big man factory in Wright State, but that's okay. But he didn't. He he's over at Fort Wayne. He's at Purdue Fort Wayne. I don't know. I just start so, looking at these these matchups and just starting to think. Yeah. What what is the most horizon gonna horizon outcome? Detroit Mercy going two and zero in the during the week. No, that's not. <laughs> that even would be the most right. That, that, no, that, no, that's a match made in hell. That's what that is. No, but like Oakland losing to Robert Morris. I'm sorry, if would... Cleveland State loses to Detroit Mercy, you are never going to hear from me again. Sorry, Detroit him, Mercy folks. fans. You heard like, them, folks. It's going to be okay. your fault. Oh, there, yeah, and I have something... a bad feeling because it's a trap. It's Cleveland State does not do well at Callahan. I don't know why. Maybe it's because maybe book guy is like uh, maybe book guy is like cursed him or something. I don't know. Uh, Bob, we're if we don't mention this incredibly important fact about one of these games this week, we would be we would be doing a very poor job. Um, uh, IUPUI is known for the afternoon for the kids game. However, oh yeah. However, Green Bay is returning the favor, and they've got a they've got an afternoon tip off with IUPUI that, that they day. They do. I don't they know do why. Indeed. I would love to know what's going on, but but yes, that's that is a noon tip Eastern. If I'm doing my math correct, because is, I don't look at Eastern times anymore. So it's an noon eleven o'clock tip. game for the kids. Wow, yeah, that is a good question. That is a that is amazing. I just I I can't believe we we're. I am glad you brought that up. Because yeah. I'm not used to the kids' games doing that. And, oh, no, uh, let's see here. And that does nope, not that... include I mean, the other game of, of note on that day is the Youngstown Wright State is on ESPN. That is true. ESPNU. It's a it's a primetime game, though, at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern tip. So yeah, not our normal Yeah, that sevens. is true. I'm going to have to look at – oh, yes, so – Yup, no, no, no. It is a Green Bay is for the children game. Education Day presented by Cousin Subs and Kids Dental Experts. Yes, let's get so, those kids out oh, of that game. That's right. So hold on, oh, hold, on hold on. Can you picture this, Bob? Give Sonny the mic, like yes! five minutes before the game, and let him juice those kids up. Oh my God, that's gonna oh, be great. great. Dude, somebody that would has be somebody television. Sarah, if you're at the game, you gotta record that, man. You, somebody's got to get some video of that because that will be the most craziest thing ever. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And watch, I'll probably have to do like three different things that day. So I won't get to see it. It'll annoy me. But yes. Yeah, we're so used to IUPUI being for the children. Uh, Green Bay is flipping that on its ear, isn't it? Green Bay said, we too like our children. In a, we too a are for the children. Way. You can't be more for the children than we are today. So, damn it, that's what's going to happen. You, li- you like afternoon starts? Let's go. Yeah, that's right. So, Come yeah, that's, so that's, a, that's a bit of the Thursday slate. And anything fun on, on Saturday or Sunday? Well, it's I mean, funny. Um, yeah. Uh, was it that 
Yeah. Um, good question. Oh, God. The you and me game on Saturday. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like that game for Cleveland State. I really I don't. don't. Like that game for Oakland, so we're, we're good. <laughs> All right, great. We coll- so I guess it's agreed. We collectively hate that game, so we're just going to watch Robert Morris. Just exactly. We'll just be tuned in on the other one. It's fine. We'll be tuned in on Detroit Mercy and Robert Morris. <laughs> it's better that way. Uh, but, but, but Sunday, 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 we got Wright State in Northern Kentucky in Northern Kentucky. So the, the rivalry continues on Sunday. I don't um, like that ooh. game being. I mean, I I realize this year it's probably not as as important, but I don't like that game being just an eleven thirty or one thirty on a Sunday. Like, it's meh. a two o'clock on a Sunday, but okay. Oh, I have it as a one thirty start. I mean, if we're being honest, though, it's like you know, it's Sunday afternoon. There's no football on. Nobody's watching the goddamn Pro Bowl games, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah, basketball. Everyone's getting Let's ready for that forty niners Chiefs Super Bowl. That well, some of you are some of our Detroit Lions fans, listeners, probably not. Sorry, I was I was pulling for you. Matt wasn't. That's not true. Hold on, I don't <laughs> want to turn this. I wasn't I wasn't rooting against. I just wasn't rooting for. I I have always been Lions free for about thirty years now, and I continue that. I'm not getting. I was not getting on the bandwagon, but I was not rooting against. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, well, thanks uh, thanks to the Lions, I have to ship my Barry Sanders jersey to you now. <laughs> God yeah, damn it! You I don't even that. know where the hell it is. You can keep it, really. Yeah. Told you they were going to screw that up. 30 years of this stuff. I, I know how this team, how that works. Yeah. I'm t- yeah. You're starting to sound like that one Randy Quaid character from Major League Two. <laughs> yeah, I went there. <laughs> wow. Pulling the references. That's right. I'm I'm I've got them all today. So, um, ooh, what was there other? Uh, there was another one, uh, and I can't remember what it was. Milwaukee Purdue Fort Wayne is an interesting. I we talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Youngstown. Yeah, Purdue, I mean, Fort I don't Wayne, know about that's it. where Fort Wayne pulls that out in a, and that is another example of Horizon. Horizon, Horizon. Oh yeah, and I think yeah, and that's at Fort Wayne. And that's in Fort Wayne too. So. Man, I don't know. They might. I don't know. Youngstown State might have get Abe Dines back again. That might be something. That's always be nice something. time when you can add a seven-three dude. Absolutely. Even though once again, you got a seven-three dude, but if seven-three dude can't play, the seven-foot dude is just will work just fine. Their depth is just that. The Youngstown State's depth just is insane. Just absolutely insane. Can can we talk about something on depth since since we're here? This this Indeed. was just something that, that caught my attention for a moment. So in the Milwaukee sure. game, and Milwaukee is down to I think like eight players right now due to injuries. They've kicked some players off. Like Milwaukee's not a terribly deep team. They're going through it, no problem. But at one except, point, yeah, yeah, except oh, they, they're, they're they're basically Detroit Mercy, except they have Kentrell Pullian and you know yeah. <laughs> B.J. Freeman and you know players that uh, actually like the coach. <laughs> Well, and at one point in watching that game, Milwaukee's announcer says something to the extent of Milwaukee's a, just a deeper team than oh, this is when Milwaukee's up toward towards the end of the second half. Milwaukee's just a deeper team than Oakland. I think that's why they're going to pull this out. And I, I my mouth no, dropped. they weren't. First off, Milwaukee's no, just weren't. not a deep team. Second, Oakland's a very deep team this year. They are. 
they really are. I'm blown away by how deep this this Oakland team is this year. I'm used to them not being deep at all. Which <laughs> I mean, well, that, in the past few years, it's been that way. But I mean, Greg Campy played nine players against Milwaukee, and I was like, really? Because he usually doesn't do that. I mean, but he's got nine players to play. A player that we've discussed in the past that we haven't seen a lot of is Buru, the Aussie, uh, the Aussie big yes. man who had 35 minutes, was getting all the minutes over Conway as the game had, Conway hadn't followed out, but Buru was having himself a game, so they so they wrote it. Had five blocks. I, he just put on a block party, like yeah. 17 boards, and eight points. Like, uh-huh. that's someone that you don't Buru. usually. See. That's that, that's not someone you often see. Where meanwhile, by, like, by the way, I'm glad you brought him up. Shout out to to Neil Rule because it seems to me there's a lot of announcers there who are having some trouble with his last name. Thank you, Neil Rule, and thank you for telling uh, for. For let, letting me know the correct pronunciation of his last name is Neva Larua, and I'm sure I'm still screwing it up. Well, and but Neil still. is great at it. Don't forget who first said it and told us that they'd been working on it. Shout out to Giovanni Mosseri. We Giovanni, had him on. That is and true. Gio, Gio that came, is true. Gio came strong with that one. So I'm going to give credit where it's there. In fact, I've, if I'm not mistaken, I'm the one who's like, how the hell do you spell pronounce his name so I don't mess it up? Like, yeah. I was messing up Alex Chiku's name for, like, all the time, and now I don't have to say it again because he's never going to play. I guess, really, yeah. the point of this but was some name pronunciations. That. It was, Oakland went nine deep and couldn't go yeah. deeper. I mean, Rocket Watts only had eight minutes. Rocket Watts has times where he is the, the go-to. Chris down Conway like, only played, Chris Conway only played 16 minutes, but that's probably because Brewer was just playing his ass off. Yeah, because Campy has the ability on a deep team, something that Oakland has, despite what was said that day, to find the hot hand. Jack Golke, who, we again, we've talked about yeah. this, has been super cold for many, many weeks and starting to wonder if he really was what we thought he was. All of a sudden goes off for 8 of 18 from 3, 27 points. You know what? If Golke's hitting, you're going to leave him out there. Lamp- Lampman, 5 of 14. Uh-huh. Yeah, fine. Another good performance, 17 points, although he had some turnovers I didn't love. But anyway, that's me. Blake, but still, like, what a deep team! And it was just, it was such a weird, like, don't say things if you haven't done your research, especially if your only research is on your team and your team is not deep. Like, what a weird, well, yeah. weird thing to have said. I don't know. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I mean, to his point, to to Wayne Larravee's point, I'm looking at kind of the box score between the Milwaukee and and Oak, the Milwaukee Oakland game, and you know they. You know, Milwaukee did play also play nine guys in that game, but I will point out that the bulk of the minutes were played by the starting five. You didn't see a lot of Elijah Jameson in that game. I don't know why. Probably because of the fact that you had, you know, you got a guy, you, you, you didn't see a lot of, you know, he's been playing a lot of. Angelo Stewart, he only played five minutes, which I find kind of int- weird, but, you know, it's whatever. Especially in a double overtime game. Those guys got to run out of gas. Kentrell Pulliam played 40, the whole 48 minutes of that game. It didn't matter because he shot 10 for 13. <laughs> but still, I mean, it's going to hurt. Yeah. I mean, you talk and you talk about Buru's 70. Yeah, we were talking about the the depth in the front. You were talking about the front court with uh with Milwaukee. Here I was talking about Faison Fields. 
yeah, he had 21, 21 points and 16 rebounds. So maybe they'll be all right. But to your point, the depth is kind of a uh, – I, I guess it will depend. I guess it will depend. Uh, it'll yeah, depend I mean, on the team they play, obviously. Oakland really goes 10 deep because Osei Price usually plays a couple minutes and he oh, didn't yeah. get in no, the game. No, but Osei like, Price. That is kind of surprising. I just didn't he, realize he, that. He was there. He just, yeah, he just didn't. I mean, he usually plays towards the end of the first half. Usually trying to, he's a good defensive player. I don't think Campy likes him on the offensive end as much, but he, he knows sure. the, he knows the defense. So he usually has him as a defensive sub to keep fouls out of people. Like, and then, yeah, he just, he didn't get in that game probably because Oakland was, was streaking to get back in it. And at the end of the first half where yeah. Osei would usually be in, but like Oakland's a 10 deep team. Like that's something we're never used to seeing from Oakland. So no, I don't, I don't in the, in the, uh, in the entire time that we've been on this podcast, I don't think we've ever really seen that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've ever really seen that level of depth in well, Oakland, which is they, a crazy. They've never scouted they, for, for many years. They have not recruited well enough to do that. And they seem to have fixed it for at least one year. Eh, you know what? One year might be enough. Here's hoping. So what else you got, Bob? Anything? No, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. So I think that's a good uh, so note get, to end on. It is. So, all right. So that's going to wrap it up for us. So, uh, well, until next week, you know where to find us. HorizonRoundtable.com. You know what we got up there. I'm going to plug it again. That crazy Detroit Mercy thing I wrote. 2,100 words, people. I did some work on that one. Feel free to peruse it. You can also find all of the rest of our articles, all the rest of our podcast episodes, HorizonRoundtable.com. You can pull us up wherever podcasts are available. You can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. Dear God, one of these days you're going to have to explain to me why I dedicated 2,100 words to Detroit Mercy. Until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs>